danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? World's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch, Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Reese. Hey, Reese, get it off your chest, mama. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to say I'm loving the yo, Shala. That's my favorite part of the intro, the yo. So don't stop doing the yo's. And um, I just want to say good morning to you guys. And I hope everybody has a blessed day. I got you, Queen. Good morning. I'm actually going to record the yo's, man. No, no, you're not. So Yeah, for real. So, you know, my contract says 605, so I'm going to start recording the yo's so that they can play them top of the hour. No. You got to do the yo's live. It like you was about to go a little bit out of breath this morning. No, that's like because, you was out of breath no, no. So what hap- no, now what <laughs> happened was Envy pointed at something and it distracted me. I didn't know what the hell he was pointing at. I thought he was trying to tell me oh, something okay. and missed my yo's. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank okay, you, mama. Well, finish, make sure you finish it off with the long yo, because that's the best part. Yes, ma'am. All right, you guys have a good day. Love you guys. Love you back. I might have to start selling those for Christmas. Make yo, my, yo, yo. Make my own little Santa Claus. Instead of ho, 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 he said, yo, yo, yo. Hello, who's this? <laughs> DJ Envy, what's up? What up? What up? What up? Get it what off your chest. <laughs> so, um, what I'm getting up, I just, what I'm blessed. I love the show. I'm riding to it. Um, just coming from the gym, so I'm loving all of that. But honey, y'all had me on hold for like a week straight. I listened to the whole show on the phone. How you work out on hold? Man, after I get out of the gym, I, cut, I go to the gym at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. I cut the show on immediately once I'm in the car, and then I start calling as soon as y'all say get it off your chest. And that I've been on hold. I started to y'all inboxes. If you check your DM, I put the whole thing. I've been on hold for like the whole ride to the house. One day I went to Walmart and was walking around Walmart and was on hold listening to the whole breakfast show. Well, you need, you, need, you need to do more with your life, boo. At least you don't have to pay for minutes. You have unlimited, right? <laughs> yes, I do. And tell me, why can't do more of my life? I'll be trying to get through. Y'all be helping me out. The last time I got through, I got so many orders from New York. Do you know what that means to me? Well, well shout out your uh, company now. Yoni Spa Room. I am the Yoni lady calling from Savannah, Georgia. I help women get paid. Yoni's tight and right. <laughs> okay, and how do they reach you? Uh, YoniSpyRoom.com, uh, Instagram at the Yoni Room, Facebook Yoni Room, everything under Yoni Room or the Yoni Lady. And Yoni, Yoni means poom poom in what language? Uh, it's a Sanskrit word, so, you know, well, it's go- like a, uh, opal. So everybody out there with loose yonis, go get your yoni type. Go get your yoni type. get your yoni balls. <laughs> Bye, Yoni. Bye. Hello, who's this? This is DG from Harlem. Hey, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I just want to first say hi to you, um, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne. Y'all probably don't remember me, but y'all may remember me. Y'all state interviewed me um, in regards to the girl who had her hair cut off. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I wanted to really speak to you, Charlamagne. I wanted to thank you um, for always spreading the word on mental health. Um, I am a teacher. I did mention that before. Um, I leave very early in the morning, get back very late. Um, and so this season really, like, hurts teachers in certain ways. And I want parents to be aware that 
we teachers put in a lot of work. They call us every day complaining and stuff. And it's really stressful being a teacher, especially during this time of year. So, like, just thank you so much, Charlamagne, for spreading that, that positivity in regards to mental health, making it something to discuss, because for a very long time, people did not discuss mental health, especially within our community. That's love. And, um, just, and just, just talking about it has made me more aware of the things that I need to focus on when it comes to my mental health as well. So, last year, as a first-year teacher, I was very unaware and very um, just stressed out. And this year, being more aware of this mental health crisis and how it, how I'm affected um, has helped me become a better teacher, just even for my students and just a better person for myself. So I just really want to thank you, Charlemagne, for always speaking on mental health, especially for our community. That's love, boo. Keep investing in your mental wealth. Yes, 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 and I know I'm always rambling, not letting y'all talk, but I'm about to be trying on this joint. I'm about to get this going where y'all allow me to just call and call and call in and just talk my... I'm not even going to curse because I, I don't want to be banned, but I'm about to be the tribe, the female tribe. Um, real soon. See, I want to hear me more often. I really listen to y'all every day. I love y'all. Y'all get me through in the morning, getting up for in the morning, driving two hours to work. Um, I appreciate y'all, OG. I know my coworkers are listening to this. They're going to be asking if that was me on the radio. Um, but <laughs> well, thank you for calling in. Um, Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Q. Q, what's up? Get hey, it off your chest. Hey, Q. What's up? Good morning, y'all. Shout out to y'all. And I appreciate it with y'all uh, positivity in the morning. Um, I just wanted to let y'all know, man, because y'all got my business started. I got my business license. I'm about to get my LLC going. That's okay, what I'm talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. Congrats. What kind of business? Yeah, yeah. Um, I breed English bulldogs. Oh, okay. that's cute. And my um, and uh, me and my partner, he he does King Corso. Okay. So uh, yeah, we yeah, it's it's, it's just a nice little thing we're doing right now. I like to hear Congrats, that, bro. Hey, hey, Q. What movie is that from? That's some juice, baby. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, just testing you this morning. But now tell people where they could pick up some of these dogs if they want one of those dogs. Now, bro, come on, you gotta you gotta oh, keep going. Oh, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's um, Ogami Kennel. That's old. E U M, that's um that he has the ten courses in this thing up there right now. We're gonna start uh, showcasing the bulldogs in a minute. I have my female; she's pregnant right now. She's gonna have a litter. Okay. So we're gonna have that up there soon. We're gonna have we're gonna have the separate pages. We, we were still working on the uh, web design and the web pages all that, but you can go on Facebook and look at um Ogami Kennel. Okay. And my and, and soon it'll be Jaja. Uh, both the names is African based, so. You know what I'm saying? Me and my man trying to keep it, keep it, keep it black. That's what it is, bro. Well, congratulations, you know man. I mean? Word up. I appreciate everything I do in the morning, too. Oh, and just to let people know, man, when you go on to work in the morning, man, you know, if you don't like it, it's cool, but get your money, stack it, and get out. You know what I mean? Change, make something positive out of it. Don't go in the work in the morning with a sad face and stuff. There's a lot of cats that ain't got no job out there, man. You're right. And I ain't gonna okay. He's an optimist. Man. You I, like that? I respect that, but you talking too much for somebody who got a website can't nobody spell. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to remember what the hell you said. Abogabi. Abogabi.com. It's O-G-U-M channel. There you go. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank y'all. 
little positivity this morning. Hello, who's this? This is Carl out of Savannah, Georgia. Hey, Carl. Get it off your chest, Carl. Well, first off, I want to thank Uncle Charlotte for writing the books, Black Black Privilege and uh, Shook Ones. I'm actually reading Shook Ones for a second time right now. Oh, man, thank Um, you, brother. I appreciate that more than you know. Absolutely, man. It's been a blessing. I just recently went through, you know, a bunch of stuff family-wise and, you know, lost my dad a couple years ago. And and then lost my sister tragically, um, you know, to a domestic violence situation. So it's got me, you know, anxiety on on 10. But um, I can tell you because of all that, I'm blessed because... Um, I was able, after all of that, um, you know, my family gave me an inheritance that I helped, you know, start a CPR training company and um, down here in Savannah. And that's one of the things I wanted to, you know, say I'm blessed about this morning is we're doing some, you know, real big initiatives down here, pushing that out to the community. It's, uh, 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 can I shout out my Instagram? Go ahead, area, yeah, bro. It's for life med ed Savannah. Um, like I said, we're out here in the community. We offer free classes all the time. We offer the certifications for medical personnel at for life med ed Savannah. All right, I gotta learn CPR. I keep saying I'm gonna learn it, and I never learn it. We learned it with right Doctor Oz. You how to do it? Yeah, but I need some more training. Lay down. What? Lay down. <laughs> what? I give you mouth to mouth. This that's sexual assault. Um, Hello, who's this? How's that sexual assault? Y'all are so weird. You wanna put your mouth on my Yo, mouth? And I'm saying no. Can we talk to our listeners? Oh, hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? This Bill from Jacksonville. Bill, Bill from, from Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> 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 what's up, bro? Get off your chest. Man, you know. um... I work at this restaurant, and I got promoted four months ago, and they still haven't given me a raise. And honestly, I feel like I'm being used. So they promoted you, but they didn't give you more money. They ain't give me more money. I I got more. I got no money and more problems. Did you guys discuss what the salary would be? Yep, they discussed it, but I guess they kept it for themselves. Yeah, that's not a promotion, sir. Yeah, that's <laughs> there was no the money. There's no promotion, <laughs> brother. Have you emailed yeah. them and followed up and been like, hey, can you let me know when I can expect to get this extra money? Yep, I followed up with them, but they just keep treat me like a little dog, smacking me around. It's time to get a lawyer. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what my girl telling me to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm about to just tell them to take that job and shove it up there. No, nope, don't why, do that. Why, Get a lawyer. Why would you take the position without the promotion and play first? Because I was so excited about it. <laughs> See? I'm excited about that's the, the problem with that's the problem with us sometimes. Just too happy to have something. Well, did they, they say don't they have were, nothing at all? Did they say they were gonna give you extra money, or they just said they were giving you a, a promotion? They told me they was giving me extra money. Uh, extra seven thousand dollars, but I never got the money. And the only thing that's being raised is my blood pressure. Lord have mercy. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, well, go get a lawyer, bro. Good luck. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. She's yeah. back. Yeah, she was just telling us how to disarm people with Jolly Ranchers. That's right. <laughs> Chelsea Handler, welcome. Chelsea is back. You know, the last time I was here, I remember somebody pulling out their penis. What? Yeah. I wasn't here. I'm sorry. No, I don't you care weren't here. There was a white guy. Here and he pulled his penis out. Oh, in, are you sure who was that? It was, it was Greg T. It was. Oh, it was yeah. Greg T. Oh, from yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. He came up here. That was pre Me Two Times Up movement. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure he won't be doing that. Yeah, he won't be doing anymore. that anymore. Well, I'm here to press charges. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elvis Duran Studio was right down the hall. That's where he works. You know, he always pulls out his penis. I actually have video of him and his penis out. Is it true that you have a crush on Robert Mueller? Yes, I like him. I like anybody. I come from a father who de- didn't pay attention to any rules or ethics or standards or morals. So I look at some someone like Robert Mueller, and I'm turned on by that. Not to marry, but just to have fun with for a couple of 
hours. But in your book, you did talk about uh, messing with guys who were a lot younger than you, and you actually ended up feeling bad when they got fired from their jobs. And yeah, I've had a lot of, like, I like older men, just typically speaking, because I have my daddy issues. I like guys that are older. But once I'm, you know, now I'm in my 40s, so guys are getting old. And so I have to lower the margin. And when I try and hook up with young guys, it's a disaster because they're not they're not mature. They don't have any money. And that's cute for a little bit, but not for like longer than a month. And so I've gotten into some situations where I've had people fired for having sex with me at a resort that they work at. I've had a lot of bad luck in that department. So I'm just going to stay away from anybody under 30 because they get confused. Well, the beauty of relationships is what that person doesn't have, you may have. So you have the maturity and the money. And they got the young, firm penis. <clears throat> yes, but at 28 years old, I really don't want to deal with somebody, like, unless they're mature and an adult, just for sex at this point. Like, I've had enough sex in my life, so now I just have to go into the area of a real relationship with a real person and be honest about the fact that I want to be in a relationship because I think for so long, with me especially... I was pretending I didn't want to be in a relationship to be tough and be independent and fierce. And after enough therapy, I realized, yes, it's okay to say you want to be in a relationship. That doesn't mean you're needy. Yeah. So the kid at the resort that got fired, did you send him a little money? Like, here's a severance package. Well, that's also a problem I have is I give away a lot of money to people (laughs) once they do get fired because I feel badly and and I need to stop doing that. (laughs) They know the risk. Yes, they do know the risk, but I have a, I feel, oh, they got lost their job. They shouldn't have been cavorting around with me, and I want to ameliorate the situation. So I'll give somebody, you know, I talk about it in my book. I'm not proud of it, but I have done it a couple of times, <laughs> given somebody like 20 grand to just not contact wow. me again. Wow. Or, wow. or 30. Go away. Get ahead of your settlements, Chelsea. I'm sorry you lost your job. Here's money for the next five years of what you would have made or whatever, a year. So it was Caribbean. It was, he was a West Indian. Yeah, they're, well, they're all guys visiting, but usually it takes place somewhere in the Bahamas. <laughs> the Bahamas. I, I uh, you know what? That's or true. in a ski town. In a ski town. I respect sometimes. the person who negotiates their own settlements. Well, I, yeah, exactly. I have to go. It's like an NDA, but with no someone signing any no paperwork. In the Bahamas, they're not... It's an open-ended NDA, so it's the worst kind. They're not even allowed to gamble in the casinos in the Bahamas, and then they're not allowed to go to your rooms, your room either. No, no. Well, they are allowed to come to my room, but for a very short amount of time, and then, and then it's over. So that's the problem. So you like black guys? I do. I like white guys, too, though. I'm not just like one thing. I don't like one person. No, I'm not into that. Asian guy. That's mm-hmm. still on my bucket list. Okay, but why is that my, on your bucket list? You Chinese. know why. <laughs> no, I don't. Chinese, no, yeah. I don't know. You know. Yeah. So you've got Chinese in your blood. Yes, I do. And are you attracted to Asian men? My mom told me never date a Chinese guy. Because? Of my dad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. But you also have a documentary about white privilege that you're working mm-hmm. on. I so guess. I did this book. I kind of had a mental breakdown when Trump was elected. <clears throat> and I had a lot of outrage that I needed to harness and make it into something positive because I was in a state of reaction and I wanted to be in a state of action. Instead of bitching and moaning about him, I wanted to be able to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just a, like a spoiled brat, like so many people. I didn't think this could happen in our country and I was naive and I was an elitist. I am an elitist. I've tried very hard to become one. And so I had to really have a wake-up call and like dig deep and go to a psychiatrist to bitch about Donald Trump. And I was perfectly happy doing that and paying somebody to listen to me talk about him. I would have paid double 
And after that, I was like, okay, what kind of work do I really want to do? Do I want to, you know, do I want to be on a talk show? Do I want to do documentaries? Do I want to... And my experience in therapy just made me realize this is important stuff. If I'm going to overshare and make a career out of oversharing, I may as well overshare the important stuff. So what he broke down for me was what Donald Trump uh, represents to me and to so many people, which is instability and destabilization. Mm -hmm. All right, we got more with Chelsea Handler. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Chelsea Handler. Charlemagne. Now, do you miss having a late night show every night? No. You <laughs> she said that fast. No, I don't like all of. The, I don't like the responsibility that comes with it. Really? Too many people. It was fun for a while, for yeah. sure. Too many people on staff. Too many times you have to you have to spend your day watching yourself, and that's not how I want to spend my day. Right? I feel like it would be different for you now, though, because of all of. The, pop, the politics and stuff that you talk about. Like, you talk about social issues. Like, you'd have more to talk about. Yeah, no, I just don't like the being tied to a... Stu- like, I don't like to be... I think I outgrew being stuck in a studio. I don't want to be in the same place every single day. I like to be, like, on a trip and figuring, you know, and, like, and filming it. Like, when I did Ayahuasca in Peru, I got to film that for Netflix. Right. They let me go all over the world and film stuff. I'd much prefer to do that kind of stuff where you're talking to real people than, than sitting in a studio. It's just not, like... Now, you just mentioned Peru. Now, when you did that documentary, you were on a drug. Ayahuasca. Now, how, what the hell is ayahuasca? Yeah, what I thought that, that was a place. And why did you try that? You don't know what ayahuasca is? No. no I, thought you kept, I thought you were talking about a place I've never been to. Oh, maybe no, it's, it's a, a white drug. person's drug. Yeah, maybe I never it's heard a of white either. person. What is the drug It's a, a plant. <laughs> Ugh, it's intense. It really? makes you vomit and you defecate, first of all. So why, would you, why, would you, why would you want to do that? Because there are things I'll do on television that I will never do in my real life. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I will do that to educate and experience anything experiential where I'm going to be caught off guard I like. So I did not defecate. My shaman, however, did in his pants the entire ceremony. Uh-huh. So the only thing I smelled was feculence the entire time I was tripping. Mm. But your trip is crazy. You have like a fast forward of like, it's like an iPod shuffle of childhood memories. Mm. And you're not in your body, you watching you. Like So for me, it was my sister and me on the beach, <coughs> running down the beach, playing with our dogs, being on the kayaks, flipping each other over, laughing hysterically. And I saw it all play out before me like wow. I wasn't in my body. Really? And so everyone has that experience where you see yourself outside of yourself. So it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. I mean, it changed my relationship with my my sister for sure it was just about me being told that my sister is you know not like me don't judge her be kinder to her to be sweeter to her so yeah so and it was it a natural per- it's a plant they you smoke it or you do a shot they brew it sorry they brew it into a tea and you take a shot of it and then you hallucinate for like five hours can i get it off amazon yeah, no, probably not, but probably, actually. You probably could get off Facebooks. You can just, there are people who do it all over, like upstate New York. I'm sure people are doing ayahuasca treats. You need a shaman and, like, someone who leads the ceremony mm-hmm. and somebody who knows what they're doing. But, yeah, it's popular. It's Lots of wow. people. But people get sober off of ayahuasca. They go in and if they have addiction issues or depression issues. It's all basically, like, now microdosing is the thing that everyone's doing. So, um, you know, microdosing psilocybin from mushrooms, which helps people daily. I took mm-hmm. some mushrooms the other day when I was skiing. Like, microdose, you know, you take, like, a little mushroom head, and it just makes everything sharper, everything up. Like, you're just alert. 
And it's from the ground. So everyone who wants to argue about like natural homeopathic things that are from the ground that just also happen to make you hallucinate. <laughs> um, I are, enjoy shrooms. Yeah. Like, who does the doesn't? They're the I've best that I've they're done. Me. That I've never had Is that all part of your healing? Does that help with your healing? I can. It was yeah. a part of mine. You have I mean, to be in a good mood when you take them because if not, it's a bad experience. You have but, to set your tone always mm -hmm. when you take drugs, I think. You have to go, okay, this is going to be a fun time. If take I knew you was in the drugs, I'd have had some for you. No, you oh, I always want drugs. You still sell drugs? I have. I could have got some nice organic something. Okay. Yeah. Well, next time you'll know. You'll know. We should do a whole interview on shrooms and just see I what happens. I would love that. They've never, they've they've never that. tried shrooms before. Yeah, so. of course. Everybody needs to be on shrooms. That is the best. Let's do that. Next yeah, time. you will laugh your ass off. You bring I that. definitely we'll do laugh we'll so hard for I next cry time. when I take shrooms. I start, uh, my cheeks, my cheeks and my yeah. abs hurt always <laughs> every day after I take shrooms. It's the best. You just laugh your ass off and everything that everyone says is hysterical. So it is fun for radio, but we should do, you should start the show sober and take them in the beginning so that yeah. you can get through half of it and then just decompose. Still, yeah. What about shrooms on going to therapy would be? Well, I wouldn't shroom, shroom, but you can take like microdose and go to therapy, people like that. And they do mm -hmm. ketamine therapy too, you know, ketamine? No, that horse tranquilizer, my friend's doing horse that. Horse tranquilizer? Yeah, I don't know about that. I'll pass on that one. <laughs> yep. Uh, that doesn't right. sound natural. Drugs will be the death of me. The next book after life will be the death of me. Chelsea Handler, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, we Bye, appreciate you guys. for joining us. It's Chelsea Handler. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, guys. It was nice to see you. Keep The Breakfast Club humbled with Slander The Breakfast Club. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want to. But just use your common sense. Me, I'm Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Slander the breakfast club. That's right. We need the humbling. You know what I'm saying? We like to do this every now and then just to keep us humble. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let's get to it. Hello. Who's this? It's Dre. Dre, slander the breakfast club. Man, why you and Sean May out like y'all butt buddies, man? Because we are butt Maybe buddies. Maybe we are. That laugh was crazy after. <laughs> I don't even say why you say we act like we butt buddies. We're butt buddies. What's wrong with that? What a very suspect. Why is it suspect? There's nothing to be suspect about. I just told you what it is. Who you with? Who you with, bro? I'm with my man Nick. We work together. Let me That's talk to Nick. Let me yeah. talk to yeah. Let me talk to your butt buddy Nick. Right here. Nick right here. Nick. Yeah. Nick, why yeah. you don't love why you don't love um what's his name? Dre. Why you don't love Dre? Who nah, said he that's doesn't? That's my guy, bro. Yeah. Yes. That's, my guy, that's your butt buddy. Yeah, that's your butt buddy. And I want you to know that Dre. Huh? Bro, he, bro, he just saying y'all be y'all be a little off the chain with the comments in the morning, man. Well, I think y'all should be butt buddies, um, because Dre rhymes with gay and Nick rhymes with <laughs> y'all made for each other. That's your brother. You don't love your brother. You don't love your brother. Give him a yeah, hug bro. right now. Tell me you love Give him. Give him a hug, a hug right now. now. Tell him you love him, you value him, and you appreciate him. Hug him right now. I love my brother. There you go. <laughs> tell him say, tell him you love him. Hell no. Man, y'all whack, man. See, that's the problem he with black men. We no. can't tell each other we love each other, <laughs> we value each other, we appreciate each other. Y'all butt buddies. And when me and Envy do that, y'all call us butt buddies. No, the suspect things you say. The love is one thing. Because I love my black brother. There you go. That's so does Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like need a double date or something. <laughs> Robert. Hi. Hey, Robert, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Who you want to slander? Ah, uh, DJ, I got to slander man. Why you want to slander me, brother? Man, I, I, I recently started following you on Instagram, man. And all your posts, that is a different call with the same hoodie on every time, man. He what, got it on now. What hoodie is it? What does it say? <laughs> is it my guy versus my enemies? Yes. I love that brand. 
Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> I, I love that bread. <laughs> I love that bread. That's Tell him where you can buy it. Uh, yeah, but you can go to uh, bodyofgod.com and you can get your own. You know, my dad said that the same. Do you own any other clothes? You wear that same hoodie all the time. Thank you. It's a dad. uniform. Why do they think it's the same hoodie? It's different colors. Exactly. It might be the same. It smells the same. No, it's not. One. What's going on? What's going on? Hola. Hola. What's up, my amigo? Hola. <laughs> hey, what's up, my Dominican brother? No, you're talking to Envy. I ain't Dominican. Yeah, I'm heavy. 97% West African, sir. No, I'm talking about DJ Envy. He okay. knows the Spanish first. See, Papi. You better tell you. You better embrace that, man. Okay. Who you want to slander, Papi? Yeah, How you doing, though, man? I just want to say what's up to you guys. I listen to you guys every morning, man. Y'all funny. Charlamagne, the guy. I got love for you, man. You keep it funky all the time, and that's a good thing. Well, thank funky. you, sir, but this is slander the breakfast club, so we can't... Yeah, I'm about to slander y'all, man. I'm oh. Slander, I'm slandering Envy because he's not embracing his waffle, man. He's got to embrace that waffle. He does embrace it. He eats them all the time. Oh, no. He, he don't hold us down, though, man. He be laying, he be laying um, Charlotte mad talking with that, man. Yeah. I'm not Dominican, man. I'm black. You soft as pancakes, Envy. Why, why you don't embrace your Dominican side, man? All right, Poppy. Come on, stop that. I'll be... Hey, Solomon, I hear him every morning. I'm like, why are mm-hmm. you embracing it, man? Just embrace it. Don't worry. You know you, you, know you got that side thing, you. All right, peace, Poppy. What? Oh, uh, hasta love. Why are you calling him Poppy? I don't know. D. Yo. Who you want to slander, D? Me Poppy, I ain't call you Poppy, D. It wasn't for you. He definitely called you Poppy, this, this D. Is, this is a slander, man, because I, I think you're really gay, man. I really think you're gay, Envy. Like, because you, you always... <laughs> what is up with y'all? You're always so sensitive, bro. Like, why are you so gay? Wait, now, hold on. What, does, so what gay. does gay have to do with like being boys. sensitive? Yeah, what's wrong with being sensitive? You don't like boys. There ain't nothing wrong with being gay, but, but, but damn, bro, you always got to be so sensitive. Why are you so goddamn and, and, sensitive? Charlamagne, bro. Charlamagne, bro, I love you, bro. But you look like a worn-out wallet, bro. A worn-out <laughs> wallet? Oh. Uh, yes. Bro, I'm gay, so, but he's not. He's not like a worn-out wallet. Fix everything about your face, bro. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to go back to the fucking Envy. Real, real talk, though. Real talk. Envy. Yo, you need to start playing some real shit. Man, some real stuff, man. You don't get paid real to play talk, real music. <laughs> <laughs> stop doing that, man. And then that's what I'm saying. Y'all can always complaining about, oh, man, we tired of hearing the same stuff and this and that and this. And you play the same whack yes, stuff. Yes, he does. You whack for that. You, you whack for that. You ain't got nothing for ye? Ye. Ye. Yes. I love you, ye. There you go. Because you laugh like a four-year-old little girl, and you need to fix your whole laugh. And matter of fact, just go to Disneyland. Go to Disney World. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I liked your slander this morning. It started off strong. I don't mind laughing like a four-year-old. Ended a little weak, but it was strong. All right, bye, man. Slander the Breakfast Club, 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Ryan Leslie. Yes, indeed. Welcome, sir. Back again. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while, man. Been a minute. I'm actually looking forward to talking to you today because I follow a great Instagram page. It's a guy named Artemis Gordon. I think he's a guy. I don't know really what what he does. But he had a couple posts about you that were very interesting. He did. But they were in a good way, though. Okay. He was talking about about how talented you are, you know, um, but he was talking about some of the reasons maybe why your career might have been stifled. Oh. Yes. All right, we can talk about so that. So what was the reason he said his career might have been stifled? Well, are we, are, do, do you feel like you've been blackballed or blacklisted? Nah. Okay. I'm happy where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely happy where I am right now. <laughs> and uh, I think that I've made very strategic and specific choices to end up exactly where I am right now. So let's let's start. What happened with the music career? You, you had a bunch of singles. You were out and about. You were promoting. You know, you were in the clubs. You were... 
pushing your records, and then it just totally just stopped. Yeah. And you, did you go a new route? Did you decide you didn't want to go that far into music? What what happened? So in 2013, I decided to take all my music off of streaming services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We haven't actually talked about a lot of this since I've been here last. So, right. mm-hmm. I mean, listen, so much actually happened. I mean, I, I was I was on the cover of the New York Post. I lost a lawsuit, my laptop. Yeah, I mean, everybody, anybody who ever talks to me, oh, what happened to your laptop, et cetera. Right. So, I mean, there was a lot that, that happened around that time. And uh, for me, I've always been a technologist, kind of a technologist mm-hmm. and or futurist. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed in 2013 uh, that I had amassed a following of, of like a million plus on social media. Mm-hmm. And I felt as though, look, you know, social media is really just uh, an advertising platform. It's a way for people to actually monetize me, monetize my audience. And I felt like living in a land of technology now and innovation and entrepreneurship, I should actually have a direct contact with all my fans. The consumer, correct. Right. So I gave my number out. So yeah, I gave I my number out 2013. You're the first and crazy person to do that. I'm giving my number out. But you gave your real number out. Yeah, oh. I gave my real number out. And actually, well, you know, Mike Jones. Oh, Mike Jones. Yeah, Mike Jones. Yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Jones was yeah, the, the real OG, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, look, in 2013, what's, what's beautiful about 2013 versus when Mike Jones gave his number out is that I could actually put real technology behind it and have mm-hmm. a smart way to actually manage all the inbound requests. So, like, right now... Anybody can leave their number at textryan.com. My direct phone number will text them back. So I decided, like, look, I wanted to see what I could do if I could have people text me if they wanted my album. So then that way, anybody that wasn't interested, they could, you know, listen to whatever else that was on streaming services. But anybody that wanted to text me and wanted my album, they could text me to get it. And so that's how I basically built a technology company around direct-to-consumer selling, et cetera. And if you really, if, if you look at, at, at Nipsey Hussle's uh, mailbox money, mm-hmm. uh, he also employed this the same kind of strategies and tactics. So he decided he was going to sell his, his second mixtape for $1,000, right? And he did it on my platform. So really the beauty was that uh, everyone thought that I just disappeared, but in reality I was able to actually just connect with the people who really cared about my music mm-hmm. and uh, they paid me directly I didn't have to wait for streaming services etc everything was just direct and so I can now tour based on just who I know every single person that actually bought my record right. wow right. A, some people thought it was a concerted effort to get Ryan Leslie out of the music industry like one of the rumors was Kanye thought you were a threat and he encouraged you to rap and not sing <laughs> wait so what? this is is this from Artemis yes okay, it is. All right. yeah Okay. <laughs> is it Artemis really? a real site? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, That's do you know what page, description is, Great, no, great have, page no, to follow. Never, never nobody's ever tagged guy. you in any of no, those? No, 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 no it's, a great, it's a great page to follow, but is, is that any truth to that? Did he encourage you to, to rap? He did, he, did, he, did, he did encourage me to rap. Um, and I mean, listen, we, I, I anyone who's ever <laughs> stopped me and said, hey, look, I love this collaboration you did with, with Kanye was Christian Dior Denim Flow. And so, yeah, he was like, yo, you should just go ahead and rap. I was like, oh, this is this is what I feel like doing, mm-hmm. you know. So I made I made a couple of actually three, four rap albums. And they say that they, they think that alienated your core fan base. Hmm. I mean, that, it's 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 possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I we, we got a ten year anniversary show that's happening uh, in New York City, and uh, the response to that has been great because I said specifically that we're celebrating the first two albums. The first two albums were R and B albums. Mm-hmm. Second Ooh. second of which was Grammy nominated, and I think, once again, I made a concerted decision that, okay, this is how far I believed I could actually make an impact in music, and then this is how far I believe I can make an impact from 
being a technologist, being an entrepreneur. Numbers-wise, just give us an example of what you were making when your albums were the regular on-streaming services and being distributed that way versus numbers that you can make when you are doing it your way. Yeah, so when you look at the numbers, though, I only sold 180,000 records. My for first both album. Album or the first album? Okay. First album, only 180,000. That's not even scratching wow. gold, okay. right? right? So 180,000 records, the first one. The second album, critically acclaimed, Grammy nominated, 60,000 records. Mm. Gold is 500,000, mm-hmm. platinum's a million. Right. right. I was at 60,000 records my second album. Yeah, I have a core fan base. People loved it, et cetera. Jeff, you, had a, so, you also had a record that was on radio, top 10 record. Yeah, and I wondered, did you really have a machine behind you? A top 20 record in the big in New York. Was ever, it was huge in New York. I don't know if the machine Diamond was ever Girl behind. Diamond Girl Addiction, those two records. Yes. But really, once again... But everybody you look, knew your name. Everybody knew who you were. And I think everyone knew who I was based on the fact that I had a record with Cassie. Mm-hmm. Cassie was really the big record. That was mm-hmm. top 10 in eight countries, you know what I mean? Was that Diamond, me and you? Was that me and you. Me and you. Yeah, okay. me and you. Massive, massive record for mm-hmm. me. And so people knew that I wrote and produced that entire album. So in the music industry, when you have a producer that Mm -hmm. writes and produces a 100% album and one of those records goes all the way, Mm -hmm. then people definitely going to know your name because they want to collaborate with you, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that uh, really, I think Cassie was really the precursor and the foreshadowing that the internet was going to change the way that music was discovered and distributed. Cassie, Cassie was a MySpace artist. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we put our music on MySpace. We, you know, myself and my partner, Rashid Richmond, came up with a Google hack. Mm-hmm. So everyone who searched MySpace, the keyword, would end up on her MySpace music profile. Ah. And she went from zero to 650,000 friends in three months. What we realized, though, is that MySpace just disappeared and we didn't have phone numbers on all those people. Right. So 650,000 friends... She also was the first artist in history to have a one-to-one correlation between social following and sales. 650,000 albums sold right. and 650,000 friends. that never happens. Wow. That never happens. Yeah, that, that definitely don't happen. Now, these people be having 16 million people followers People be so mad. They're like, I have all yeah. these followers. How come they didn't that, that, would be gra- that, that would be great if they had a one-to-one. Right. So um, I think getting back to the numbers, if you think about royalties on records, right, and I had a, a pretty standard record contract, which is like a 20%, which actually is, is pretty, yeah. uh, that's yeah, actually yeah. a nice record contract, standard, 20%, right? Yeah. right? <laughs> 20%, If you even if it was $10 a record times 180,000 records, that's mm-hmm. 1.8 million, 20% of that, you could do the math, it's like three 300,000, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah, and then basically you, you take some taxes out of that, like, and they had already given me an advance. You, you made, I made no money on those right. two right. records, right? And it was great because obviously I have publishing. I wrote and produced everything, mm-hmm. so my money's happening. Most people publishing. don't have that. Yeah, but in terms of record royalties, mm-hmm. it's a couple hundred thousand, right? right. Mm-hmm. So when I actually sold my record directly, no middleman. I sold my tickets directly, no middleman. Fifteen thousand records times ten dollars. That's one hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. I went straight to my pocket. Right. And then the beauty of actually knowing every single person who bought my record means mm-hmm. that when I went on tour, you know I can send you a can text go. to them. I'm in your city, right? I'm mm-hmm. in your city. Nobody goes to concerts alone, mm-hmm. and also concert tickets cost four times as much as the album. Right. So my concert ticket for my show is forty dollars. So forty dollars times forty thousand tickets that we sold in Europe. That's one point six million dollars. I mean. The math is totally crazy, yeah. and I don't need to go platinum. I don't need 500,000 people. I don't. I, I need 40,000 people. All right, we got more with Ryan Leslie. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Don't collect to the 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Ryan Leslie in the building. Yee. What about bundling? Did you do merchandise? Like, I mean, did you do, like, album bundling and merchandising and all of that along with it? To yeah, yeah. And, and the beauty is once you actually have someone texting you that says, hey, I'm interested in merch then you automatically can target them to give them any time you have a merch drop. Right. And your conversion is going to be higher. But really... You know who did that? Louis C.K. Louis C.K. and Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when okay. Kevin first was trying to was getting back hot, he'd get everybody's email in the audience. Yeah. So he just built his base, built his base. Yeah. So, you have a problem with all those people? Because I seem like everybody followed you. Like, you know, I, I seen... Uh, Rappers giving out their numbers. I seen Diddy giving out their numbers. Was it your platform, or they would created their own platform and kind of followed your way of doing it? Yeah, so we got a, a huge number of artists. And, and honestly, like I said, I was just talking to Craig Coleman from Atlantic. Uh, uh, they made an investment in my platform. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Meg Thee Stallion, uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, Joyner Lucas, a lot of folks decided, like, hey, what Ryan is doing is the right way to go. Mm -hmm. And it can't be just email. Email conversion rates are low. It got to be text. So mm -hmm. me personally, I love to see that kind of validation. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's surprising for somebody to be, oh, is Brian getting blackballed? Is Brian? I think people are actually, it's kind of the innovator's dilemma. When you're first, people going to look right. at it sideways, right? right? Once they see that it's working and they say, wow. And actually, this happened with Puff even in the MySpace time. Mm -hmm. Like when we did what we did with MySpace and Cassie, I remember having that meeting with him and him saying, like, look, what do I need to do to actually be on this social media wave, right? And mm -hmm. so we helped him with his MySpace profile. He became the fastest growing MySpace profile in the history of MySpace. So I think that for me to have 100,000 phone numbers, I got 100,000 people on text right now, there will be an artist that comes after me, and mm -hmm. my number's are available. So anybody that's interested in following this pathway and yeah. going this, this same direction... I'm looking for somebody that's going to get to a million or two million or five million numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because why should Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat have all the fun, right? You have all the data. You didn't patent it, so it would be your thing, so nobody else can do that, or you didn't even think about it. Or no, nah, I mean it's 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 almost like a can Sprint patent cell phone service, mm -hmm. right? right? You need the competitors to make sure everybody's honest, and you need the competitors to to actually make sure that your technology and your platform is the best that it can be. And the platform is called Superphone. Mm -hmm. What I've done with Superphone is just made it completely flexible. Mm -hmm. Whatever you can dream, you could build. So right. if you decide that you want to, you know, run Superphone for your floral business. I'm li like, like I said. Okay, so it's you, not yeah. just music. It's for other people. Yeah, you have a book business. you're putting out. It's for mm -hmm. business in general. Look, what we're doing is we're really just giving people the, the, the ability to be in everyone's most important mm -hmm. real estate, which is the text feed on your phone. Mm -hmm. And... To this point, there hasn't been inbox management for text. That's why we don't give our cell phone number. Right. I was like, yo, I can't have people texting me. It's like, I can't manage it. Now I can. Mm -hmm. Now is this or a robocall where it's like one of those things where you know, people get upset that you're texting them so much? Like, I give you my number, and I right. might want this one album. But right. Don't text me no more, Ryan. But now you got my information, and you can text me as many times as you want. Or you can opt out, I'm sure. Yeah, we make it really easy to opt out. I mean, it's standard. You, you text back, stop or unsubscribe. You never talk to me again. The question, though, is... Do you mm -hmm. actually want to not have a direct line of communication to me? Because I'm helping whoever I can, right. right? And so I say this all the time. Look, send me a text. What is it that you need to actually make it? Do you need contacts? Mm -hmm. Do you need <clears throat> advice? Do you need strategy? Do you need investment? Send me a text. The crazy thing is most of us have hundreds of people in our phone that we don't text. We're, mm -hmm. we're scared to ask for help. And what I found is that giving people a platform 
so that they can be helped. Right. That, so that, and that's why the venture capital community, they understand this concept of just like, yo, somebody comes to you with a great idea, yeah. help that person, yeah. okay? Because you don't have the idea, you got the money, but help that person because that's going to turn into Uber. They're looking well, for a great ideas right. I agree with that. That's yeah. why I, like, I, I, don't, I don't like to turn people away. I at least want to explore it and see what it is because exactly. you never know who's going to be that next person. Exactly. But what if they start asking you for like refrigerators and their rent paid and stuff like that? I, I've, I've had that before. Yeah. You know, folks, <laughs> hey, people you know, can, turn, hey, let me get a fridge. They just say fridge, but they say, hey, look, can you you know, can you know pay off my student loans or oh, whatever. Yeah, we get all that. these all the time. I yeah, for sure. Have you done people. it? For sure. Now... In certain <laughs> cases, I have made donations or right. I, I've covered, you know, whatever it is. I've made investments. I've made introductions. But just like you said, it all comes down to the ask. Mm -hmm. And so if paying someone's student loans is aligned with what I am looking to achieve or gain, maybe I want that person to come work for me at Superphone. Right. And they, they're like, hey, look, I can't, you know, I can't move to New York unless my my student loans are paid. But I'm one of the greatest, you know, uh, computer developers you've ever met. Yeah, pay off the student loans. You're right. Well, you, you about to have everybody hitting you today. That's not true, though, because I also think <laughs> yeah. that there's a lot of people who don't have follow-through. That's true. Let, let's, let's go back to Artemis Gordon page. Let's go back. Mm -hmm. Artemis said the love triangle between you, Diddy, and Cassie ruined your momentum. Do you think that? Did it ruin my momentum? Well, I mean, in terms of what? In Just terms, music. Just in music. Yeah, the music industry. No, I think, I, think it, I think it actually was great for my momentum. I mean, some of the best songs that I ever wrote had to do with that breakup. Really, the story behind Diamond Girl was um, we were working on Cassie's second album, and because of whatever was going on personally in her life, she didn't show up at the studio that day. I had that beat ready to go. She didn't show up at the studio. I recorded Diamond Girl. So I think that from a music standpoint, the greatest music is always born out of oh, whatever yes. you're going through. It you know? could be said that Diddy possibly could have ruined Cassie's career because if you were the, the guy behind that sound, if you were the guy behind... Her success, him getting in the middle of that and being with her, you know, kind of distanced y'all. Once again, I say, look, your life is the aggregate of the choices you make. It had to change you and Puff's relationship, though. I really like, I think my relationship with Puff really had to do with music. And so as I've been more in technology, I, 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 there's a lot of people's mm -hmm. relationship, the dynamic has changed because they're like, yo... Ryan, you know, bring that beat pack. <laughs> uh, I don't have a mm -hmm. beat pack for you. You know what I'm saying? But but I think my relationship with Puff or Kanye or anybody else changed because they were interested in a music creation relationship. And for me, I have a technology platform that I'm running right Whatever now. Whatever happened with that, with, the, with that case? Um, I know mm -hmm. she sued you for a million dollars, a couple million dollars. Mm -hmm. Was that ever, did you ever pay that lady back or did, what happened with that situation? It was a guy actually. Oh, it was a guy. Yeah, yeah. So it was a guy and we came to a settlement on it because it was just dragging. Now I, I had a, just on principle, like a shell of a laptop. There's no way that anyone could rationally believe that that's worth a million dollars. So just off principle, I was fighting, 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 fighting. That's why I went all the way to the courts. That's why he had to sue, et cetera. So you're like, damn it, why did I even say that on Nah, nah, listen, I'm, I, I I stand by everything that I said. Now, and, and, to, and to be real, let's just say that the laptop came back with Watch the Throne records on it. It came back with, you know, four more Ryan Leslie R&B albums on it, yeah, right? it's worth it. That was it's on it? it? You had Watch yeah. the Throne records on it? Yeah, 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 for sure. You for produced sure. on Watch the Throne? I was there for all those sessions. I actually came off tour to go do that actual, to do, to do those studio sessions. And, um, you know, I didn't have multi-tracks. Who's, who's going to put out a record with no multi-tracks? Right. Those multi-tracks were on the laptop. So I said, look, if I made $6 million off of just the actual Cassie record, 
one record, mm -hmm. right? And that was Cassie. She's an unknown artist. And I got four more Ryan Leslie R&B albums, and I got Kanye and Jay-Z records for Watch the Throne. It's definitely worth a million dollars. I'm going to put that million up, and even if we have to create some sort of agreement where they get paid off of the publishing in the future, mm -hmm. which is actually how we ended up doing the settlement. I said, look, here, just take one of some uh, a portion of my old catalog and just chill over there and stop coming after me for all types of right. other money. Mm -hmm. Take this as long as you're f fine with that because they realize, hey, look, the catalog is actually still generating money. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that as a revenue stream if he doesn't want to give me a lump sum because I didn't want to give him the lump sum. Did any of those records make the Watch It Throwing album? No. Oh, because of the laptop getting stolen? Yeah. All right, we got more with Ryan Leslie. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Ryan Leslie in the building. Yee. Now, let's talk about this anniversary show. Yes. And what's going to be happening. The 10-year anniversary show is happening on the 18th. Yeah. December 18th. So give us some type of insight, some spoilers. What's going to happen? Are there some surprises? Nah, it really is just, really, this is just going to be an intimate night. I did the entire show, once again, over text. You couldn't get it. You can't get through those doors unless you sent me a text and say, hey, Ryan, I love your, your new albums. These are the songs I want to hear. This is how many tickets I want to reserve. Mm -hmm. So I know everybody who is even interested in coming. I know how many people who are interested in coming that actually bought tickets. Every single ticket holder, I have their direct cell phone number. They could text me. They could tell me they didn't like the show or they did like the show. If they need special accommodations, I, I need remember to propose some, to somebody. Yeah, we have all that happening, <laughs> right? So that that's really what it's about. It's just about like, look, music. I, I feel like um, in many ways, if you're gonna do a show to be a spectacle, then you do a show to be a spectacle, which means like, hey, let's do the makeup, let's do the costumes, let's do the dancing, let's do the choreography, let's do the pyro, let's do the screens, let's do the set changes, et cetera. And at the same time, you know, when I look at my favorite, favorite, favorite performances of all time, like a Jimi Hendrix or a mm -hmm. Bob Marley, there were no set changes, the costume changes, it really was just about the music, and that's what it's going to be on the 18th. It's just me, the supporters that have been with me for, for more than 10 years, and uh, and just the music. Are you doing the albums in order, the songs in order from the first two albums, or is it nah, out of we, order? Nah, we, it's pretty free form. It's mm -hmm. pretty free form. I'm gonna just come out there. We start on the keys, and then we we're gonna go wherever wherever the night takes us. You know, it'll be two and a half hours. People can leave if they want. But yeah, we're gonna <laughs> have a any, good time. Any special appearances? Uh, is Cassie gonna pop out? I mean, I think Cassie right now has to be really focused on being a, a brand new mother. Yeah. You know? So, I, I mean, you know, I shot her a text, you know what I mean? But I. I oh, you did text her to ask her? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Listen, you I'm, did it I'm, the, I'm um, Mr. Text. Yeah, I, I text everybody immediately. You know what I'm saying? Did she reply More, back? Yeah, she replied back. And what she you know say? what I mean? So she was like, hey, I'm going to be in LA. You know? Oh. Well, you, um, how did you feel when her and Diddy broke up? How did I and feel? And then she ended up with somebody else. I didn't really feel anything. I, I didn't really feel anything. No light pettiness? Like, yeah, how you. How you get them is how you lose them. Nah, I didn't really feel anything. You know what I mean? I, and also, I would say a lot of people who are close to me, they mm -hmm. say, like, look, Ryan's very rational person. It's about, like, you know, I want to always make sure that I have as much mental space to be mm -hmm. a visionary as possible. So as long as I let some kind of pettiness creep into my mental space, there's always a cost of everything. So there's right. a cost of time. There's a cost of space. That's you right. know, if you if you have a house and you got cost a nice... words. Yeah, the cost yeah. of words. So you have a house, you got a nice living room, and you decide, like, hey, I want to put this, you know, massive sculpture in the middle. There's a cost of that space. So I, I think of my mind in the same way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put some massive sculpture of pettiness or anything in there. I want to have as much clear space so I could be the visionary that I really want to be. I think also it's important for, for young people of color 
right? Um, there's so much wealth that's being created right now in technology. So, yes, mm-hmm. I think it's great. We're seeing a lot of young people who are actually, you know, getting it on the music mm-hmm. side. And then on the flip side, um, you know, there's an incredible pathway that I think people should definitely consider. Learn how to speak the language of the future, which is learn how to code. I had to teach myself mm-hmm. how to code in 2013. Learn that language and, and to the point where it becomes second nature, becomes innate. If you grew up in a bilingual house... Mm-hmm. It's not hard for you to speak two languages, right? right? And so for the world that we're living in now, when you look at the value that's been created in Amazon and later on in Uber and Facebook and Instagram, WhatsApp had 19 employees, got sold for 19 billion. That's a billion dollars per employee. That's a simple chat app. Mm -hmm. Be creative, be visionary, and learn the tools that it's going to take to take your idea to the level you want to take it. And and I'm saying that right now in, in technology is only about 3% minorities. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was less than that. And that's what I'm saying. Those yeah. numbers are staggering. And so we already... Even t- less for women who are... I mean, listen. And so that's that's Black really where, why I was like, look, I'll rap about it. I'll sing about it. I'll write about it. I'll do music about it. I'll do technology about it. Because even if I'm not the you know at the Grammys and at the Oscars, et cetera, but someone like Artemis discovers what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And says, you know what? I could replicate that. It only takes one person to be Michael Jackson. It only takes one person to be Jimi Hendrix. It only takes one person to be Steve Jobs. But when we look at the actual technologists that have made it and made that type of impact, yes. they need to look like us. What do you think yeah. about this picture? When you see that picture, what what, what was that? <laughs> what is the picture? <laughs> That's you and Kanye and it's Drake in the middle. What, right. what, what was that picture? Right, right. Do you remember that picture? Well, I remember this picture. This okay. picture was uh was my birthday. And that's when we did uh, we did a bunch of records together. We did started up. That was the time when Kanye was just saying that Lloyd Banks one of the greatest, you know, lyricists, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. right? So we did started up with Banks. We did Christian Dior, Denim Flow. We did a bunch of records uh, around that time. And I'm not exactly sure what the Drake. Oh, because they he, they said that Drake's emergence added to your career being stifled. Hmm. Well, I would say, like, I have a, I got a clip. Uh, I used to do a lot of work out of Chung King Studios, and I have a clip of Drake who actually came to the studio at that time. And actually, Drake, I think, said something on Instagram the other the other day or a couple weeks ago that he used to listen to my music a lot. And, and on one of his first mixtapes, he said something, you could be my next selection, like R. Les or something like that. Mm. So, I mean, listen, somebody had to inspire Michael Jackson to do the moonwalk. And so for for whatever I've done, whatever contributions I've made to Cassie, Puffy, Drake, Kanye, and hopefully to the Steve Jobs of the future, those are the ways that I think my life is actually going to be measured is mm-hmm. how generous was I with my creativity, how generous was I with my craft, how generous was I with my resources, my contacts. And so I, th- I feel like I've been blessed. I've made great decisions uh, from an investment standpoint in terms of time mm-hmm. and also in terms of just the stock market, et cetera. Like me being that early in technology, I knew in 2009, put your money in Google, Apple, Amazon, you know, Starbucks. And then I sold Starbucks to get into Facebook. Mm-hmm. And more recently, you know, um, being in those conversations in Silicon Valley, somebody told me in 2013, hey, you should you should get on the cryptocurrency wave. Right. And I would have never known about it unless I was in the conversation. But I would have never been in those conversations unless I had the openness to change the conversations I was in. Music industry in so many aspects is a crab mentality because they feel like there's such scarcity. Once you can get from a a place of scarcity and get to a place of abundance where people are like, look, 
there's so much value that's going to be created in cryptocurrency. You should get in Share now. Share the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much value that's mm -hmm. being created in the stock market. You should get in now. A lot of people do things and try to be really secretive about it and don't nah. want other people to know about it and feel like, I'm going to do it. I don't want anybody else to take this from me or steal this when really... Full transparency. Mm -hmm. Full transparency. That's why I feel like a lot of the stuff that happened to you in the music industry is more of an indictment of other people's insecurities than it is of you. That's the case. <laughs> And at least you sleep well at night, knowing that. Oh, man, I sleep great at night. That's important, too. Great. All three hours. Well, salute to you, Ryan Leslie. Thank salute you for coming, man. Thank you all for having Text me. Text Ryan.com. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah, support Ryan Leslie and all his endeavors, because clearly you're trying to do things that are bigger than you. Absolutely. I I'm doing it, like they say, we're doing it for the culture. <laughs> I really am doing it for the culture. And it's great to, to be talking about a 10-year anniversary show. Uh, that thing sold out over text, and I think it's just uh, just yet another example of the power of this communication protocol and how underutilized it is. And so for the lucky people that actually will be in the building, we're going to have a great show. And uh, for anything else that you ever need from me, it's textryan.com. Reach me directly. The words. Ryan Leslie, it's the breakfast. Charlemagne, say the gang, Duncan, other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heel. Yes, yeah, the breakfast club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Okay. Well, Donkey today goes to a 50-year-old man in Detroit whose name has not been released, but he went to war with a cockroach, and the cockroach won. Let me tell you something. If you have ever tried to kill a cockroach, you understand the struggle. Mm. Okay, I grew up in a single-wide trailer on a dirt road in Mount Corner, South Carolina. Dropping the clues bombs in Mount Corner, damn it. Okay? On that dirt road, the cockroaches were indestructible. Were they were the ones with the wings? We're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to get there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm talking the ones that... Those. I'm talking the ones you... Glide. You may, man, I'm talking the ones you may grab a shoe and hit a cockroach with all your might, and it'll run through that hit like Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott runs through linebackers, okay? See, when you hit that cockroach, you have to hit it with something hard and heavy because if you try to use like a flip-flop or a balled-up newspaper or magazine, that cockroach will not be phased. In fact, you may take that cockroach and, and, and just make them mad. And when cockroaches get mad, as Angela, you just said, they fly. Oh, yes, cockroaches fly. It's a superpower you don't even realize they have, just like Captain Marvel. Okay, one minute you're minding your business, trying to murder a cockroach. Next minute, it's a full-on aerial attack. And the only thing you can do is spray the whole scene with raid, which could potentially end up killing you and the cockroach. All right? Cockroaches bite as well. They okay. do? Oh, it's not a common thing. I didn't thing. know that cockroaches yes, bite. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's not a common thing. I'm horrified thing. of cockroaches. I'm not going to lie. Listen, it's not a common thing, but they do actually bite. I don't even care if it's small. There's no such thing as a small cockroach. It's roaches and then it's cockroaches. Okay. I didn't okay? know that. Don't think a cockroach bite can't happen to you because, you know, a lot of us out here believe we're going to win the Powerball. So if you believe that you are one of the 1 in 292 million people that can win the Powerball, then please believe you can get bit by a cockroach, all right? I'm just trying to paint the picture of how dangerous cockroaches are. That's why I'm glad to see the fear in your eye this morning, Angela Yee, for I'm cockroaches. I'm just thinking about it. It's just disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's a struggle. And it's one of the main reasons the only cockroach we acknowledge is Theo Huxtable's best friend. All right? If you don't get the reference, do your Googles. I don't have time to explain. Now, this 50-year-old man in Detroit went to war with a cockroach, and I'm telling you, if you don't know what you're doing when you're battling these cockroaches, then you can end up in the same situation this poor man found himself in. When going to war with a cockroach, you have to think murder 
death. You got to be Michael Jordan, Kobe, not LeBron, meaning you have to have killer instinct. Is killer be killed when battling cockroaches? If you shoot, you better not miss or that's your ass. And that's exactly what happened to this brother in Detroit. So he's 50 years old. He's in a wheelchair, minding his business. Cockroach jumps out. And this man, 50, but moving like a rookie, threw a shoe across the room at the cockroach. Mm-mm. Let me tell you that why never this never works. Never! Let me tell you why this was a bad idea, Mm-mm-mm. man. When you go to war with a cockroach, you got to pull up. All right? Dude got the wheelchair. You're supposed to pull up on the cockroach, literally. And you got to get close up on them and wham, apply pressure with something Heavy and hard. And don't pull that heavy, hard thing off the cockroach until you hear a crunch. Okay? When you hear that crunch, then you remove the heavy, hard object, and you see the guts oozing out of the cockroach. Yeah, don't let it play dead on you. No, 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 no. You think it's dead? Okay, I got it. And then... Listen for the crunch. You turn around, where'd it go? When you listen for the crunch, (laughs) you pull that thing off, you see the guts oozing out, you know you've won. Now, when you throw a shoe across the room, you give a cockroach time to think. Okay, the cockroach is like, do I take flight on his ass or do I run for cover, come back with a couple of the homies and bite him in his sleep? Well, this cockroach, they're just going to really scare you. This cockroach did something I have never seen before. Okay, clearly cockroaches have evolved and they are ready to go to war with Raid, Orkin, and any shoe or boot that has ever posed a threat to their existence. Okay, because when this man threw his shoe at the cockroach, guess what he got back? What? What? A bullet. What? The cockroach shot him? The cockroach shot him. Cockroaches can't shoot. You heard me, boy. What All kind right? of cockroach The man this? threw a shoe at the cockroach and ended up getting shot. Now, there was nobody else in the house but this man and the cockroach. The man threw a shoe at the cockroach, and then he got shot with a revolver. Okay? If it was a single hammer revolver, then you now know why they call it a cockroach, okay? Because it has to have that hammer cocked to be fired. Now, WDIVTV is reporting that this man threw his shoe at the roach, and when he threw the shoe, he forgot he had his gun in the shoe, and so when it hit the ground, it discharged and shot him. That's what they're saying. I don't believe that. What you saying? I think these cockroaches in certain areas got just as many guns as, as we do. Oh, and it's a war So going. that cockroach grew up on the east side of Detroit? Yes. It's a, I, got, I got the exact address. It's the 18700 block of Albion Street. Where that's at? <laughs> I guess the east side of Detroit. All, right. <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is we need to stay woke because there's a war going on in our homes that nobody is safe from. Okay? These cockroaches got guns. What are we supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. All right? There's some home remedies that you can use. They say fabric softener spray works. They say lemon pills and lemon juice works. Hairspray. Hairspray, I've heard that, you know, I think that just makes them mad. When all else fails, instead of throwing that old pair of Tim's out, keep them, all right? Keep them to be cockroach killers. But I don't know what to do now that cockroaches got hammers, B. Now he's scared to go home. (laughs) I don't have roaches. No, not you. Oh. (laughs) The moral of the story is... Cockroaches holding the house down. Holding the house down. The moral of the story is... You don't scare a man who sees people as cockroaches, and you can't scare a cockroach who sees himself as a man. Yes. Please give this 50-year-old brother from Detroit the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey <laughs> of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Was that a real story? You know what? I don't make stuff up. We're going to have to talk about Jordan Peele. This could be a great horror movie. Imagine cockroaches, cockroaches with guns. 
got their guns. Cocktail wow. Just like you ever see that movie back in the wow. day, The Birds. Cocktail Where the roaches. birds all came together and they were invading people's homes. Roaches so imagine the, the cockroaches <laughs> have guns and they run you out of your own home. Because I'm already scared to go back in the house if I ever see a roach. I'm not coming back home. Stay so woke. if the roach had a gun, you can have the house. Stay woke. Stay woke. Be prepared in these streets. All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Brought to you by Just Mercy. Based on the incredible true story of Brian Stevenson, a modern-day hero whose story affects all of us and inspires us to do good and be better. Starring Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson. Every generation has its hero. Meet ours. Just Mercy. Only in select theaters December 25th, everywhere January 10th. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, um, my name is. Oh, I'm not gonna say my name because I don't want nobody. You're anonymous. Okay, I have a man, <laughs> uh-huh. and he has a 20 year old, a 17 year old, a six year old, and a three year old. Okay. But I don't have any kids. Okay. My man, like, every single, every day, he doesn't call me and say, how your day doing, or did you eat anything like that? But he calls his daughter, which is acceptable. I don't mind him doing that. I'm not jealous or anything like that. But he calls his daughter, and he makes sure, okay, did you eat today, or did you, what did you do, did it, this and that. But is it wrong for me to think, like, okay, why can't he do that for me? So you want him to treat you like his daughter? No, I don't want him to treat me like his daughter. What I want him to do is I want some of the attention that... I'm not saying I want the attention that he's giving his daughter, but I'm saying that as a woman, shouldn't he ask me how my day is going and stuff like that, too? Like, I understand that's his daughter. He got to make sure that his daughter is okay. But how about me? Because it seems like the attention... Always just her, but well, it sounds like he has four kids and a lot going on that he has to check up on, and you don't have any kids, and your attention's always on him. But his attention is more divided because he has a lot more things to be concerned about and a lot more people. Oh yeah, you're right. That, 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 Do you call him and check a, on him and ask how he's doing? Yes, all the time. I I text him at work and make sure he's okay and stuff like that. But he seems he doesn't seem to like get the drift to do it with me. I don't know if it's because I don't ask for or if I don't. Well, why don't you ask for it? I don't know because I feel like he's hard headed. Like he don't listen. Well, and if I ask for it, it won't make no sense. Well, Miss Anonymous, why would you talk yourself out of something that you haven't even tried yet? This is what you do. And it's all about how you ask for things, too, and how we communicate with each other. So if you say it in a way like, you know what I love? I love when you call me and check on me, and I appreciate that. That's why I always call and check on you, baby. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I should be more engaged. Yeah, I should do things like Give him the opportunity to do what you want him to do instead of t- instead of saying to yourself, oh, he not going to do it anyway. He don't want to do this. Why he don't treat me like this? Well, you got to show people how to yeah, treat yeah. you sometimes. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I, I never thought of it like that. I just thought of, because I'm more quiet than to push. I, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm more of a man coming on to me than me coming on to a man. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's how I am. Well, he's a little older, so he's probably not playing those games with you. But go ahead and let him know what you want and do it in a nice way. And perhaps he'll do it, and then you guys will be a whole lot happier. Yeah, you're right. Thank you very much for the advice. Thank you. I appreciate you for calling and checking in on me, boo. 
All right, Howard. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, good luck. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? It's Shannon. Hey, Shannon. What's your question for Yee? Uh, should I take my baby daddy back? <laughs> okay, why are you not together? Uh, we're not together because he recently cheated on me mm. uh, a year ago. And I was pregnant with our third child. Sheesh. And he ended up having a possibility baby. So you don't know yet if that's his baby, the next one? Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't know yet. And um, have you been in contact with this woman? Uh, she always contacted me to get a hold of him and... I'm like I'm not in I'm not in y'all situation. She done she tried to put a restraining order on us. Just she been doing like weird shit. like I don't talk to her. I don't even know why she tried to put a restraining order on us. We went to court. The judge is looking at her like bitches, you crazy. You need a he's like you need to put a restraining order on us on her. And I'm like I don't do all that. I don't all right, right, Shannon. So let's back up for a second. So you and your baby father are together. No, we're not together. But do y'all live together? Yeah, we still live together. So you are kind of, I mean, and you still love him? Yeah, I still love him. I, he's the only guy I've been with. We've been together for almost nine years. But now there's going to be some messiness if this is indeed his baby. Now, let's, for as far as the other woman, right? You can't be yeah. mad at her. She's pregnant with a child on the way. If that child is his and he's not communicating. Oh, she already had the baby. Oh, she had it. So there's been yeah, no paternity never, test or anything. Yeah, they just recently, she sent, like, some people to my house with these court orders. And they just recently got a test done. The test should be back here in March. We'll find out in March. So part of what you want to do is, is it dependent also on whether or not this is his child? I just don't know if I should take him back, period. Like, right. that is, like, some hurt. I was pregnant, and he went out and did that. But the sad thing is, is, like, I know why he went out and cheated, because I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, baby, listen, don't blame a man for cheating on you and not being honest. That's not your fault, okay? He could have broken up with you and said it's not working. He, You can't excuse the fact that he. it's not your fault ever. You can't sure. say, I understand why he did it. He's wrong, okay? True. So don't say, oh, well, I can understand why he cheated. Don't let him brainwash you that way. But... Oh, no. It, it's the simple fact of, like, I did some real crazy shit. Like, if he did some shit like that, I probably would have went and cheated, too. <laughs> he didn't brainwash me on that one. That's well, just, Shannon, I'm, I'm going to say, what did you do? I just got to know. Oh, I stabbed him. <laughs> oh, my God. This oh sounds like a, a toxic relationship. I locked you up. There's cheating, there's stabbing, there's violence. Are y'all doing anything, like, as far as the fact that you have kids to raise together with therapy, like family therapy, therapy with him? That's what his mom told us to do, but you, I'm just not with... Shannon, talking. that's what you... I have to say, that's what you have to do. Y'all got kids involved. You guys are violent. There's affairs. There's things going on, and you want to make sure in the future that these things don't happen and learn how to deal with your anger. Right. And so the first step I would say for you, before you decide if you're taking him back or not, is for you to both go to therapy and find out what some of the issues that you have with each other and how to deal with those issues better. Work on that before you decide what, what decision you're going to make. But you have to do that. Right, right. For the sake of your oh, children, so, do that. It's so hard. I don't even know. Listen, I'm the right. things that are beneficial to you are not always easy. Right. And I promise you it's going to help you as a person, as a mom, 
as a potential wife, you have to heal that first. And whether or not you guys end up together, this would be great for you. Right. Be right. All right. So don't make any decisions now, but make the decision to go to therapy. That's the only one you need to make. Okay. All right, Shannon. And please check back in and let me know what happens. We want to monitor your progress. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, don't stab anyone. (laughs) I'm done with that. Good. Angry, like I don't know. When I get pregnant, I get angry. Like goodness gracious. (laughs) All right, mama. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Ask C-N-E. All right. If you got questions, you got relationship questions, or any type of questions, you can call us up right now, and we'll answer. We'll try to help you out with your problems and all that good stuff. So let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? Uh, Keisha. Hey, Keisha. What's your question for CNE? Hi. My question is, I've been dating this guy for like three years now. Um, I have an eight-year-old son. That's not by him. Um, that's from my previous relationship. Um, my boyfriend got a job offer in South Carolina to become a cop. Mm-hmm. Now, he, I, my, all my family is here in New Jersey. My grandmother, my son's grandparents, his father's not really in his life. But it, I keep in touch with his family. So my son has a great relationship with everybody. My family's here. My boyfriend's family is in South Carolina. Well, not all of them, but some of them are there. He got friends there. Now, is it fair for me to just uproot my life, my son's life, and move there with him to support him? This is how you know somebody giving out average penis. Because if that man was giving out top-notch penis, you wouldn't even have to ask yourself that question. You'd be out. <laughs> Not, no, that's not true. That's not out. true. No, it's she's she's son, looking though, out for her son. She's that I'm worried about. See, like, there you go. My mother's here. My mom's here. His 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 father's family's here. Like I said, I keep great contact with him. Like, is nobody there for us? You know what I'm saying? How like, serious is this though? How serious is the relationship? Do you I, have a ring? I, I, we're, we're serious, but it's just like you know, it's a big step. Like from Jersey to South Carolina, that's a big step. I wouldn't uh, take that step without a ring. By the way, yeah. I made I made the opposite right, step. Right, you're right. I made the opposite step. I went from South Carolina to Jersey to New York, okay, back in 2000 and what, six. And, uh, you know, when Wendy Williams and her husband was like, yo, we can give you a place to stay, but we can't pay you. So I was out, okay? So, yo, sometimes you got to step out on faith. Martin Luther King Jr. said sometimes you got to step out on faith even if you don't see the whole rest of the staircase. You might just see one step. All right. 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 And don't, I, I don't. That, um, I've been going through his phone. Been speaking through his phone. That he is going to propose. He already asked my father, so it's coming. But well, I, when, think, I would so, wait. You know, wait. This, this, wait for this, that proposal. Uproot, my son's eight. He's not a baby. He's eight. So just uprooting him. That's all I was worried about. Like, it, would this be the best decision from a this a mom and a, a woman's point of view? Wow. Yeah. Wait for that proposal. See, the thing is, is you don't want to go all the way out there and it doesn't work, and now you're stuck in South Carolina with nothing to do. No disrespect yeah. to South Carolina, Charlemagne, but you know Jersey is way better. So. It's just it's amazing gonna, how average penis won't won't allow you to make proper decisions. Like if you had a if this man was blowing your back out the right way, you'd be out. <laughs> you so you would be gone. No, you're, it's about her son. Thank you for calling, Keisha. He's, 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 a, he's a little young boy. He's twenty seven years old, so I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I'm good. All where right. I'm at, but, well, thank right, you, Mama. Good luck. Guys, I appreciate it. What is your fascination with penises? Yo, my G, my G, shut up. This is the third penis reference that you... Yo, 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 yo. All right, I'm going to talk about dildos in a minute if you don't stop. (laughs) Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Crystal calling from Brooklyn. Hey, Hey, Crystal Crystal. from Brooklyn. What's your question? Hi, guys. So, basically, I see you guys um, talking about relationship issues. So, I'm calling because I've been dating this girl for, like, four years. And I cheated on her twice. She gave me the first time. And the second time, I guess she was, like, tired of it. 
So wow. I need some advice on how to get her back. You've been eating long enough now. Stop being greedy. All right? You want to eat everything out here. What's wrong with you? Why are you eating everything? I know. <laughs> and the crazy part is, out of all my relationships, I never, like, cheated. This is the first one I actually, like, you know, did dirty. Well, and why like, are you cheating on her then? Why her? Why, why not on the, the other relationship? Because her mouth what, game trash. <laughs> is her mouth game trash? No, it's not actually. She's actually really good. But I don't know why. I don't know why. And she's actually a good person. She never did anything to me. That's why I feel really bad about it. Well, you need to stop being a glutton. You know what a glutton is? Yes. A glutton is Somebody a person who can't stop eating. Eats. Okay, who just <laughs> eats, 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 and eats even when they're not hungry no more. An excessively greedy eater. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I need some advice. Like, Stop eating. Stop eating everything. We're giving you the advice. Stop eating everybody. Boom, boom. Do we have to spell it out for you? Stop eating everybody. All right? Gosh. Stick to one. Okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you. All right. We got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. Keep The Breakfast Club humble with Slander The Breakfast Club. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want to. But just use your common sense. Me, I'm Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Slander The Breakfast Club. That's right. We need the humbling. You know what I'm saying? We like to do this every now and then just to keep us humble. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let's get to it. Hello. Who's this? It's Dre. Dre, Slander The Breakfast Club. Man, why you and Charlemagne act like y'all butt buddies, man? Because we are butt Maybe buddies. Maybe we are. That laugh was crazy after. <laughs> I don't even say why you say we act like we butt buddies. We're butt buddies. What's wrong with that? What is very suspect. Why is it suspect? There's nothing to be suspect about. I just told you what it is. Who you with? Who you with, bro? I'm with my man Nick. We work together. Let me That's talk to Nick. Let me talk to yeah. Let me talk to your butt buddy Nick. Nick right here. Nick. Yeah. Nick. Why yeah. you don't love? Why you don't love? Um, what's his name? Dre. Why you don't love Dre? Who nah, said he that's doesn't? my guy, bro. Yeah. Yes. That's, my guy, that's your butt buddy. Yeah, that's your butt buddy. And I want you to know that. Just, huh? Bro he, bro, he just saying y'all be, y'all be a little off the chain with the comments in the morning, man. Well, I think y'all should be butt buddies. um, Because Dre rhymes with gay and Nick rhymes with <laughs> Y'all made for each other. That's your brother. <laughs> you don't love your brother? You don't love your brother? Oh, Give him yeah, a hug bro. right now. Tell him you love Give him. Give him a hug, a hug right, right now. now. Tell him you love him, you value him, and you appreciate him. Hug him right now. I love my brother. There you go. <laughs> tell him say, tell him you love him. Hell no. Man, y'all whack, man. See, that's the problem he with black men. We no. can't tell each other we love each other, <laughs> hey. we value each other, we appreciate each other. Y'all butt buddies. And when me and Envy do that, y'all call us butt buddies. No, the suspect things you say. The love is one thing. Cause I love my black brother. There you go. So does Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> Like, y'all need a double date or something. <laughs> Robert. Hi. Hey, Robert. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Who you want to slander? Ah, uh, DJ. I got to slander you today, man. Why you want to slander me, brother? Man, I, I, I recently started following you on Instagram, man. And all your posts. That is a different call with the same hoodie on every time, man. He what, got it on now. What hoodie is it? What does it say? <laughs> is it my guy versus my enemies? Yes. I love that brand. I wonder why. <laughs> I, I love that brand. I love that brand. That's Tell him where you can buy it. Yeah, but you can go to uh, bodyofgod.com and you can get your own. You know, my dad said that the same. Do you own any other clothes? You wear that same hoodie all the time. Thanks, it's a dad. uniform. Why do they think it's the same hoodie? It's different colors. Exactly. It might be the same. It smells the same. No, it's not. Juan. What's going on? What's going on? Hold on, what's up, my amigo? Hola. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, my Dominican brother? No, you're talking to Envy. I ain't Dominican. Yeah, I'm Envy. 97% West African, sir. No, I'm talking about DJ Envy. Okay. Know Spanish, first. See, papi. 
better take you better embrace that, man. Okay. Who you want to slander, Papito? How you doing, though, man? I just want to say what's up to you guys. I listen to you guys every morning, man. Y'all funny. Shout out to the guy. I got love for you, man. You keep it funky all the time, and that's a good thing. Well, thank funky. you, sir. But this is slander the Breakfast Club, so we can't... Yeah, I'm about to slander y'all, man. I'm oh. Slandering, I'm slandering Envy because he's not embracing his waffle, man. He's got to embrace that waffle. He does embrace it. He eats them all the time. Oh, no. He, he don't hold us down, though, man. He be laying... He be laying um, Charles, man, with that, man. Yeah. I'm not Dominican, man. I'm black. You soft as pancakes, MV. I don't know why you don't embrace your Dominican side, man. All right, Poppy. Come on, stop. Hey, Charles, man, I hear him every morning. I'm like, why mm-hmm. he ain't embracing it, man? Just embrace it. Don't worry. You know you, you, know you got that side thing, you. All right, peace, Poppy. What? Oh, uh, I love. Why are you calling him Poppy? I don't know. D. Yo. Who you want to slam the D? Poppy, I ain't call you Poppy, you Poppy D. It wasn't for you. He definitely uh, called you Poppy this, this D. Is, this is a slander, man, because I, I think you're really gay, man. I really think you're gay, Envy. Like, because you, you always... <laughs> What's up with y'all? You're always so sensitive, bro. Like, why are you so gay? Wait, now, hold on. What, does, so what gay. does gay have to do with like being boys. sensitive? Yeah, what's wrong with being sensitive? Like, it, it ain't nothing wrong with being gay, but, but, but damn, bro, you always got to be so sensitive. Why are you so goddamn and, sensitive? Charlamagne, bro, I love you, bro. But you look like a worn-out wallet, bro. A worn-out <laughs> wallet? Oh. Uh, yes. Bro, I'm gay, so, but he's not. He's not like a worn-out wallet. Fix everything about your face, bro. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to go back to the real, real talk, though. Real talk. Envy. Yo, you need to stop playing some real shit. Man, some real stuff, man. You don't get paid real to play stuff, real music. <laughs> <laughs> stop doing that, man. Y'all, and then that's what I'm saying. Y'all can always complaining about, oh, man, we tired of hearing the same stuff and this and that and this. And you play the same whack yes, stuff. Yes, he does. You whack for that. You, you whack for that. You ain't got nothing for ye? Ye. 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 Yes. I love you, ye. There you go. you laugh like a four-year-old little girl and you need to fix your whole laugh and... Matter of fact, just go to Disneyland. Go to Disney World. Experience something new for your life, okay? I liked it. I liked it. I liked your slander this morning. It started off strong. I don't mind laughing like a four-year-old. Ended a little weak, but it was strong. All right, bye, man. Slander the Breakfast Club, 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. He was on a positive note. Listen, I want to tell y'all, man, go out there and grab my book, too. Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Um, it's available wherever you buy books right now. Okay, national bestseller. And uh, my positive note is simply go inside and listen to your body because your body will never lie to you. Your mind will play tricks, but the way you feel in your heart and your guts is the truth. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 